it's footy and frothies. Barney and Dagger with you to get stuck into our awards show. We've also got round two of the 2023 finals to preview. So get stuck into it, I suppose. Absolutely. What's happening? Anything changed last hour since our last small talk? <laughs> last five minutes? No. <laughs> cool. It's pretty average end, so we'll just move on. Uh, we, we, uh, we've got a bit of accountability too because we'll go and look back at our tipping efforts over the course of mm, the last Jesus. 12 months. And, uh, yeah, basking in our own glory, I suppose. But uh, we're going to kick off by re- previewing what's coming up this weekend. So we've got another 4 o'clock game, Saturday Arbo, uh, which suggests to me that, that my deck might be calling. <laughs> so, as usual, Barney, you're welcome to come sit on my deck. Absolutely. It's a nice deck. Uh, I've got to clean it, actually. It's not a nice deck at these days, but it's a different story. Don't tell the landlord. Uh, we've got Roosters. Yeah, Roosters heading to Melbourne, though, to kick off Friday night, 10 to 8. And for the Storm, they line up like this. Meany, Warbrick, Seve, Ollum's back in. Uh, Remus Smith, Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes, Kamakamika, Grant, Welsh, uh, Lorero, Katoa, King. The bench is McDonald, Eisenhuth, Nelson and Tarek Sims. For the Roosters, they have some big outs here, but Teddy is the postillion and captain. Uh, Ponga, Momorowski, Allen, Paulo, Kiri, Walker. Fords, uh, Fletcher Baker. Brandon Smith starts, Lindsay Collins, Sia Wong, Nat Butcher, Radley, and in the bench is Sandon Smith, Egan Butcher, Terrell May, and Guzzi Crichton, who is rumoured to be on the way to rugby. We didn't mention that. Yes, I heard Supposedly, that. Supposedly, that's where he's off to. He's getting a nice payday out of his last uh, five years or whatever. More power to him, I suppose. What are you doing down at Amy Park? He hasn't really been able to get a start recently. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, more power to him. <sighs> Concerns for mine, um, obviously Storm have lost a few outside backs, but it's nothing compared to the carnage that was poured poured upon the poor roosters out of the out of the weekend. You look at some of the ins uh, coming in to replace a few of the uh, the injuries from the storm. I don't think they lose much out of what they had uh, from the the team list that was out there last week. Uh, Justin Mollum comes back in. Uh, you've got. Remus Smith coming in for Coates, while it's a little bit of a downgrade, it's nothing like the likes of having to put Corey Allen and Paul Momorowski into your back line and taking out Manu and Suali'i. Um, I think this really comes down to Roosters need to be able to, I know like they what they did against the Sharks with their scramble defence, I think they're going to have to do the same thing for just as long in this game. Um, and if they don't, if they can't control the the forward pack of the the storm early in this game, I think it could um, end up. I'm going to stay with one to twelve just because it's a finals game, and you saw the the amount of um, consistency and uh, uh, just grit and determination that came out of the Roosters last week, and that that should be able to keep the scores close enough. But I think the Storm win, and they win pretty comfortably, uh, one to twelve. Jerome Hughes looked like the only bloke who was going to make a dent last week against the Broncos, so I'm going to go with him for man of the match in this one up against this uh, depleted Roosters side. And I'm going to go with Ellie Katoa to score the first try off a little grubber or a short ball from Jerome Hughes to set up uh, on that right-hand edge. An upset wouldn't surprise uh, the Roosters if they do continually frustrate the Storm. We saw what happened with them last week against the Broncos getting frustrated. Uh, and some of their spine losing their head and not being um, 
very productive at all. Uh, and that's probably the Roosters' biggest hope is just to hold them out for as long as possible and break their will and get them at the back end of the game. But, yeah, for mine, Storm 1-12, Hughes, man of the match, at least he could tell a first try. If you were going to make the case for the Roosters, and it, it, the, the case is there to be made a little bit, only because I think that the Ford pack is actually yes. uh, a little bit a stronger to the Roosters. Yep. Uh, from where they, from where these some of these plays have come from and what they've produced this year, especially week when in, you week get out, into the bench. and they've found and the form they've found with Collins and Radley uh, in the last few weeks. I think they they shade this Ford pack battle yeah. and, and the interchange rotation. Said, if they can. Yep. Their go is to pin them and make them work and just keep hitting and hitting them and hopefully scramble comes into play. And, yeah, you throw Butcher, May, and even Crichton did have to go and post himself out in the edge there. And, uh, was he had a couple of nice week. runs early before he got shifted to centre, yeah. yeah. So from that point of view, uh, I, I think the Roosters win that matchup. The problem I have, uh, one, I think the gas tank's starting to, <laughs> that old chestnut is starting to, for both teams, and um, for yes, the record, absolutely. if these teams were full strength, I'll tip the Roosters uh, because I think Melbourne are going in a similar vein. But 100%. in this, it's not just the three they've lost. It's the fact that those three were the heart and soul of their comeback. The fact that the, they, Billy Smith, Manu and Swaley, them getting good ball um, in good position is what drove the, the comeback of the Roosters yep. this last six weeks. 100%. Uh, and you've taken all three out. So... This is now a big job. It now goes back to a land where they can just double-team Teddy, track Teddy around the field and uh, put pressure on someone Really else. pressure the halves. It has to be a game of yeah. the life from one of those halves for them to win this game. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll happen. I think Melbourne will win 1-12. to I think Olam coming back in is very good. Uh, and he'll have a point to prove because I believe he's just dropped last his last few weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, matching up against Momorowski, who has won grand finals and done a decent yeah, enough yeah. job. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to tip him for first try score, and I'm just going to go with... Uh, Munster man of the match because I'm going to say this is a little bit too bad to be true last week and Absolutely. there's been a bit of public commentary about him going missing. I think we know he doesn't go missing too often in games like this. So let's see him bounce back. And then uh, 4.05 Saturday afternoon, the Knights head across to Go Media Stadium. Again, there was some commentary around today about... Uh, the fact they could have gone to Eden, Gar- Eden Park, Eden Park, Eden mm-hmm. Gardens in India, Eden Park, I believe, uh, <laughs> and sold another 20,000. But they said, no, this is our home ground and, and stuck there. Uh, for the Warriors, at the moment, uh, this, their lineup reads like this Charles Nickel Coxstag, uh, Dallin on the wing, Rocco Berry, Pompey, Montoya, Tamari Martin, Sean Johnson named, I believe, has to complete the captain's run uh, or something similar. Fanua Blake, Egan, Barnett, Ford, Niakore, Tohu. The bench is Walker, Tavanga, Siren, and Curran. For the Knights, Ponga has been named. I haven't seen a fitness update uh, from last week. I assume you play. Dominic Young, Gay Guy, Best, Marzu, Gamble, Adam Clune comes into the halves. Saifidi, Crossland, Thompson, Frizzell, Lucas, Elliott. The bench is Mann, uh, Daniel Saifidi, uh, Hetherington, and Matt Croker. I am. I'm gonna stick with the fairy tale here. I'm gonna stick with the knights going across the, across to New Zealand and knocking off the Warriors. I did say two weeks ago I'd only do this if Hastings was fit and playing, and Fitzgibbon <laughs> missing as well doesn't help. But Dylan Lucas has been great. He has uh, yes. this last month. Did so, very very good. Uh, 
the halves are a concern, but I think, and if Johnson uh, is out, I'll double down on this. I think simply there's more points and uh, more strike power on the Newcastle side. Uh, that it's the edges again, which scare me. Uh, try scoring from all four of those backline, or five of the, the backline from the Knights. Uh, and Ponga being on the field will be the architect of all that. I think he is man of the match again. First try scorer. I'm going to go with Bradman Best. Uh, a pair in from where it has been lately. And I just think, um, yeah, this could end up being a similar game to that game we saw the other week, 28-26 or something similar. And fairy tale keeps going. That said, it's a big job to go over there at Go Media in front of essentially go away from what they had in their favour last week because it was a sold-out Newcastle rabid fan base. Now they're going to go there and cop the same. This will be quite an effort, and I'm half regretting my life choices again. But um, you're going to, I'm sure, tell me this forward pack battle is going to tip you the way of the Warriors, and I would not talk you out of that opinion. <laughs> That's 100% what I'm going to tell you. Um, I think they'll be rabid. Through the middle of the field, I think they will really go out of their way for the first 20 or 30 minutes to continually pressure uh, the, the the middle of the field of this Newcastle team. And you saw the way that Canberra were able to really pressure the middle for Newcastle, cause errors early in the match. And um, even without a couple of class players in that middle of the field for Canberra, I think the likes of Barnett, uh, Fanua, Blake, Torhu, Harris are going to cause no end of problems through the middle of the field for uh, Siafides, the Crosslands of the world, and Adam Elliott in the in the middle of the field, and I can see them probably scoring two or three barge over tries to start this match. To be honest, I think they're they're going to go with an absolute plan to be continual and direct and physical through the middle of the field, and try to really blow blow that front door away. They've got some guys out there. Uh, Sean Johnson doesn't play. I I'm probably not backing them to be honest, yeah. just because I think they will need one or two tries from the outside backs because Newcastle will. We'll be able to put some points on, which will challenge what they do in the middle of the field. They'll probably be able to provide enough points with their outside backs as what New, uh, New Zealand will through the middle of the field. And then it'll come down to New Zealand being able to uh, add a bit of polish to, to what they've done once they've kicked the front door down and score some tries out wide with the likes of Sean Johnson linking up with uh, Dallin, with Tenny Zelezniak, Marcelo Montoya. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see um, Tamari Martin maybe scoot, scoot through for a try himself as well with a bit of footwork on on a broken edge in defence. Both teams, as you, uh, with your old uh, gas tank thing, <laughs> they're both sort of running a little bit low too, to be honest. That would have taken a lot out of Newcastle last week, whereas I think the Warriors sort of paired it back after about 20 minutes, half an hour, and um, and there was still some blokes putting in some efforts, but I think um, a big part of that team <laughs> took the second half off to try and freshen up for this one. A fresh Sean Johnson should be the, enough to get the New Zealand team home. 1-12, to 12, we'll give him man of the match, and I'm going to go with Fanua Blake to score the first try. Very nice. Uh, we generally do what's got us frothing and that sort of thing. I don't, you know, both games have probably got us frothing, so it's a fair enough question. Yep. Uh, but f I, I, looking forward to seeing, we saw it last week in Newcastle, looking forward to seeing just how that atmosphere and what happens over in uh, New Zealand comes through. 100%. And... Uh, I know, I've got Marzu up. for the second try. So okay. maybe put money on both of them for first to second try okay. score. For Noah Blake or Marzu, because it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle do score first with Marzu out on the edge there. Beautiful. 
that is our wrap-up of what's ahead. And now let's look back to where we started the season and what's happened throughout the course of the season. Oh, shit. If, uh, first of all, we'll get the bad news out of the way first, <laughs> uh, hold ourselves accountable to some of to Let's go right back to our pre-season tips. So mm-hmm. at the start of the year, what Greg and Crystal, uh, and salute to both of them who have kept a fantastic sheet for us. There'll be some uh, nice headgear on the way to them at some point in the next few weeks. Uh, they've started with our ladder predictor. So Beautiful. we tipped our 1 to 17 on mm-hmm. our five hour, at about oh, quarter to three in the morning, I think it probably was, maybe even later actually. Uh, we put out our 1 to 17 back on our preview show. What GT's done is treated this like a game of golf. Correct. So close enough. So if you get the, if you get, if you're correct, you, you get, get zero. zero. If you're yeah. within one, you get one, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we both tipped – I won't read the whole thing out because it's boring, but we both tipped the Roosters to be minor premiers. We both tipped the Dragons to be wooden spooners. Okay. So that was our – well, that was our equal best result. They both got one. You actually tipped the Titans to run 14th, so that was your – Zero. That was I your got par, a zero, I guess. right. Okay. So going through the whole lot, we're tied. We both scored 80. Bullshit. Yeah, really? we both scored 80. So 80. the closest wow. you got, and you can have a look at this. Yeah, absolutely. This is interesting. You can have a look here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the So we were six out in the Roosters. Uh, you got zero for the Titans. Your biggest score was 11 points off for the Warriors. Uh, who you tipped to run 15th 15th so that was your biggest miss I tipped the Knights to run 16th 16th so that was my biggest miss and I got scored a 10 on the Warriors so I've racked up 21 right and nine on the Tigers so I've wrapped up three big scores there the Raiders which was two not too bad yeah okay yeah we both got the raid we got pretty close to Raiders I got the Eels I got one for the Eels and one for the Sharks. I had two for Panthers, which I had third. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> How the hell so, did we both end up on 80? I know. That's ridiculous. Pretty incredible. But we, were so we might do a um, – I think in next year we'll, we'll get it out a couple of weeks before the competition starts and maybe take right – take Still closest to pin. Take maybe 10 or 15 people together mm-hmm. and we'll put a competition together and um, get it get a bit of merch or something as, as the prize and, and do an over and unders uh, of – you tip your whole 17, and as we've just gone through the scoring here, um, however far away you are from where you tipped to where they finish on the ladder, you gain a point for every position away from where they yep. where they end up, so and we'll do, a we'll close, do an over closest, and under, sort of, yeah, closest to the pin. A, uh, a ladder golf. Yeah. I think of a so better name than that. Now, from our tipping week in, week out, he's kept every the week. totals on first try scorers. Yep. Amount of the matches and right. margins. So you on first try scorer, I was right in twelve occasions across the season. Which seems quite low, but wow, I'm terrible. Uh well, that's, that's, out eight. <laughs> that's out of about two hundred. Two hundred and fifty six <laughs> games or something. Wow. So you got eight. Amount of the match, I was twenty nine, you were twenty five. Okay. And margins, uh well big win, little win, however we want to call yep. it. Uh you were seventy three, seventy two. Oh, so you won by a point, but overall points. I've won 113 to 106 Very good. on the tips out of, what, 300 and 600 <laughs> oh, or something. Fucking 750. Yeah. Yeah, good. so <laughs> there we go. Now, our Dag M Awards, 
for our player of the year. So we'll put this up on Facebook and get all the weird ass commentary about saying how do we pick him or pick him. But this is purely a thirteen three, two, based one. off three two one that we give out after every game. Yep. And uh, this is the we'll st- do you want to do the team of the year first or the countdown? We'll yeah, do the team of the year Team first. of the year. So this is without points. This is the 13 we've come up with. So it gives you an idea of where the team, the top-headed uh, fullback, Reese Walsh. Mm-hmm. The wingers are Dom Young and Jermaine Azarko. Happy with that. Centres are Dane Gagai and Val Holmes. Now, okay. with the centres, he had to go somewhere down to the – into the 30s to find them. Yep. So he's picked people who are in the position, obviously. not We haven't treated sure. Luttrell as a centre. We haven't treated no. uh And for the record, he did ask uh, whether Caelan Pongo counted as a fullback. I said no. As a 5'8". As a 5'8", sorry. Yeah. No. I said no. So Cody Walker was our 5'8 of the year on points. People are going to scream about that. I don't want to put this graphic up. Uh, but He killed it early in the year. He did have a good start of the year. Ponga was the... Five Would have eight. won five out of the year yeah. had he been there, right. but all his he wasn't points, playing five eight. All his points came at fullback when he got points. Sean yeah. Johnson, halfback of the year. Yep. Payne Haas and Fenua Blake, the props. Harry Grant was hooker of the year, which was a bit of a surprise to me, but not particularly. I'm, I'm not unhappy Who are, about. What other hookers were scoring well, points? Really? Uh, apparently, Appy didn't score many, and obviously doesn't help when your team gets beat by forty every week. No. Uh, Cook had a quietish year. It wasn't a great deal. I, I think actually would suggest if Wade Egan stayed fit, yeah, would have gone close to. Or um, the Dolphins fella. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Marshall King. Marshall I think they King. were both yeah. probably would have run one too, actually. Uh, our back row is Fafita and Nakora. Mm-hmm. And the have a guess at who was locking the scrum. Carrigan. Torhu. Torhu Harris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, fair call. But uh, he yeah. ended up grabbing that. Now, uh, I'll run through the top 25-ish. Yeah, uh, it was going to be top 20, but there's some points across the park. Okay. Uh, hotly contested was both the, obviously, the back rowers and halves battles. Uh, if you work up from the bottom here for our top 20 for players of the year, according to our day game votes, a 20, equal 24th was Ben Hunt and Cody Walker on 13 points. At 23rd was Jermaine Hopgood on 14 points, uh, who, if he didn't, Really, t- he tailed off at the back end of the year. Probably could have polled higher in another world. 20th, equal 20th, all on 15 points was Mitch Moses, Jerome Hughes and Joseph Tarpanay. Okay. Equal 17th, all on 16 points, was Adam Reynolds, Patrick Carrigan and James Tedesco. Right. Equal 15th, both on 17 points, was Corey Horsburgh and Isaiah Yeo. Equal 12th on 18 points, was Clint Gutherson, Adam Fenua Blake, and Nathan Cleary, who is the highest polling Panther. So people can get angry about that as well. <laughs> uh, they all still points off each other. 100%. Uh, at equal, and Nathan was out for a fair chunk. Yeah. Uh, at equal 10th is Latrell Mitchell and Scott Drinkwater, both on 19 points. Right. At ninth on 20 points, polling quite well for someone who, by his own admission, probably hasn't the greatest year, is Harry Grant. At 8th, 21 points, is Torhu Harris. At 7th, on 23 points, is Nico Hines. Mm-hmm. Equal 5th, both on 24 points. Uh, and there was only, yeah, 8 points covered this top 10. Equal 5th was DCE and Caelan Ponga, both 24 points. 
at fourth, Reese Walsh on 25 points. Okay, I thought he might have been a fraction higher. Mm. Mm. At, do you want to have a crack at who's going to No, no, this? no, keep going. At third, 26 points is Sean Johnson. At second, on 27 points, is David Fafita. Okay. Yep. And first, and our fourth Dag Yem medalist, on 28 points, is Payne Haas. So, congratulations, Payne. I'm sure it means a lot to you. Uh, I'll buy you a beer next time you're in town. Uh, I'll send him a hat. The, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's I think it shows, yeah, just how much a certain players mean to certain sides as well. Because there's, yeah, a lot of teams that take points off each other and all the, all the rest of that kind of stuff. But, you know, David Fafita, absolute standout for the Titans. Um, Payne Haas, absolute standout for the Broncos. Um, Nico, absolute standout for the Sharks and probably got to seventh and really should have been maybe 15th or 20th. But, you know, it, it just shows how much they mean to their team week in and week out. So uh, I do have the full list here if uh, you want to you know anyone outside that might have finished up? Was there anyone, any shocks you in there? You didn't mention Carrigan, did you? Carrigan was, Carrigan? was uh, equal 17th. So oh, he was points. in the top 20, 20-odd. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the highest polling DCE centre. was a bit lower than I thought. I was a, bit, a little bit shocked by that. Uh, I can't, well, not and shocked, Sean Johnson. Uh, I was actually surprised about Harry Grant. That was the one I was, mm. uh, that caught me a little bit off guard. But uh, He did have a run there, about five or six mm. games, where he was close to the best player on the field. So. And where everyone else was It out. only takes, yeah, it takes, what, six or seven games and then you're up around the 20 points. Exactly. So. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Gay Guy was the highest scoring centre. Uh, Fogarty, Nicara, Dom Young, all about 11 points. Uh, Dylan Edwards, 10 points. I'm just looking back through ones that people might bring up. Tobo 10, uh, who missed a lot of footy. Appy Coruscant, 10 points. Uh, Mo Nicker on 11 points. How did he get back row? Don't tell me he's done it again here. Oh, second row. So the rest are all locks. Hopgood's not. Hopgood mm. was back row. He's treated him as a lock. Mm, treated him as a lock. Horsburgh, I think he's treated as a... He was a second rower. He's or a front rower. rower. So he... You've done it again here, GT. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, you probably treated him as a lock. That's fine. Too upset about it. <coughs> Bit of shark spice uh, coming through there from our, <laughs> our statistician. I thought Mo and Preston might have been higher. They're both yeah. nine. Nine points. Cam Murray, only eight points all year. That's, uh, he did have a, a very shock. slow start to the season. You you got to remember that some of these games where they were close to the best player on the field, they just get shaded by two or three players, and you end up getting one or no points. Where you know a different eye may have given them three or two. So exactly, oh, I'm not outraged by it at all. I'm just, I thought it was a pretty is. solid list, to be honest. Absolutely. So that is uh, how we've seen the season. It was yeah, Walsh was probably the one that um, surprised me the most, to be honest. Getting thought he would have been right up there. Yeah. Uh, well, he was fourth. He's only missed by three points. Yeah, true. Uh, and fullback of the year. Uh, but that's how we've seen the season. That's how we've uh, tipped and how we've judged NRL 2023. We'll keep uh, one more job for you, Greg. We've got player of the finals to get through. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got to give out a couple of, I guess, uh, yeah, of the year awards. Opinion awards. Mm. Uh, well, three, really. The three right. you'd expect. Where are going to start? Let's go rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Probably know where I'm going, but I know uh, exactly where you're going. You but state good. your case first, and then I'll go. Because mine's with, a bit left field. That's fine. I'm going to go with Jareem Buller mm-hmm. because without the Tigers, and I know they ran last. Uh, without him in there, 
they lose some of those games by further. Absolutely. And I think there's tremendous upside and he's done a little, or he was what their player of the year. So I think uh, he's burst on the scene. I'm terrified because he has second year syndrome written all over him being a club like that. <laughs> so I'm terrified. I'm going to give honourable mentions to, uh, to Ruva, who I believe qualifies. I think he's very unlucky and... Hopgood, I would have had high. Hop, Hopgood and Preston would have had higher, but Hopgood's uh, not a rookie, is he? Uh, I've seen him in some lists, but if he's not, okay. then we disregard. But Jacob I Preston would have. Thought he was out of it. Most years, Jacob Preston would have been. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not to, ja- to Jacob be Preston. Awarded mine. How have you seen this? Jacob Preston is one that definitely should be on that list. Uh, there was another one that I was thinking of that. Um, and Cam Pereira, while being exciting, yeah. I. Um, too many games where not a lot happened. Yeah. Mine is Suni Taruva. Yeah. Uh, qualifies, has been around for three years now, but only played three games in the previous two years. So technically he qualifies, and I'm pretty sure he'll be the man that ends up taking out the award at the NRL. I think he's had 24 games this year. Um, the last six weeks for mine, he has been close to Penrith's best player on the field. He's been running for over 200 metres week in, week out. He's taken a – he's – um. I think he's gone out of his way to make it a competition with Brian Toto's, who gets the most running metres every week. He has only scored about 11 tries, but they, they have been a little bit more dominant towards the right-hand side, and um, they have had Peachy in there for large parts as well. He does not like to pass the ball yeah. to his winger, which which has hurt him a little bit. But um, a massive career ahead of this young fella. If he's not in a team, it's going to be interesting next year. You get um, young May come back in there, who who had the position in front of him, I forgot about him, yeah. He's going to need to find – he needs to be playing first grade full but uh, oh, well, first a grade wing. There's a center position, yeah. Opened up but he sure. needs to be playing first grade every week for a club yes. going forward from now on. He's got um, pace. He's got some physicality about him and he doesn't mind doing the dirty stuff as well. So, yeah, for mine, it's Suni Taruva. Who is your buy of the year? Jerome Hopgood. I think from – he's come from Penrith. He's come across – he was – the backbone of that Parramatta pack for large parts of this year. Like when, even when their pack got completely, completely fell apart and were getting trampled over at different times, didn't happen that often, but he was the the man that was still making 40 odd tackles has a fantastic offload in him, gets in and does the work week in and week out. And I think he probably added more to that Parramatta side than anyone else that was purchased this year. I can't, I can't get past Reese Walsh. Mm-hmm. He's been phenomenal. And uh, should Correct. be the Australian half yeah, fullback. I believe he. <laughs> I believe they've said Teddy will, but he, look, he should be the Australian fullback. He's added something Brisbane didn't have last year, mm. uh, and hundred percent from where he's come from at the Warriors. Yeah, uh, he has. Yeah, just fit right back in, and has been some of my favourite players to watch. And when he's on, he just lights up. And, and as I've said lots of times, he's had games where on another night he. Four you know, tries and three tries. tries. <laughs> he does those sort of games himself. Yeah. They haven't quite clicked yet, but we know it's like it is going to come at some there point. There will be a game where he will dead set, score 20-odd points and set up 20 yeah. just off his own bat. Exactly. And it'll be in like a 20-minute period. Yeah. And everyone will be going, this is the second coming. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> so, <laughs> this uh, I, he has to be my buyer of the year. And I want to uh, give honorary mention to Jackson Hastings because – He's changed Newcastle, he has. and uh, yep. and it's all been about Ponga and and their resurgence there. But they don't get there without him, and what he's created on that left edge. So he will um, be my honourable mention. Solid defender, very good kicker. Yeah. He's done, yeah, done it all. 
especially just how he got discarded as well. Mm -hmm. That's a different story. We'll finish with your coach of the year. Interesting one for mine. Um, There's three contenders. Um, I'll start with the honourable mentions first. Uh, Andrew Webster at the Warriors, obviously completely turned around this side from a team that was scraping down near the bottom of the barrel. Uh, He's got some absolute morale into this team and they're, they're doing... Insane things can be, like nobody would. There would have been a handful of Warriors fans that probably would have predicted them to do what they've yes. done this year. Um, completely changed the work ethic in that side. Uh, set up some brilliant structures. Their defense is as close to the top two defensive teams in the competition uh, as as it's ever been, and they're probably going better than the Warriors have ever gone since they started the. You know, since they've been in the competition, apart from maybe one or two years. Uh, Nathan Cleary, uh, Ivan Cleary is my next one. Um, it, by all rights, he probably deserves Coach of the Year three years back to back as, um, you know, <laughs> minor premiers, four years they've been in the top, you know, four or five years now they've been in the top four. They're looking for three back to back premierships at the moment. But if he, if he wins a comp, he's coach of the year like it, it has to be given to him if he wins the competition again for a third time but for mine it's Kevy Walters uh, another one from where they fell from grace last year the way that he's completely changed the resolve in and around especially this finals time they've, they've where they look like they were going to do it again this year to be honest it's eight eight weeks out they look like they they were starting to get on the, the you know the, the fuel tank was getting a bit empty and they looked like they were going to start to fall again and uh, the way he's structured this forward back to be probably the dominant forward back in a competition, obviously minus the, <laughs> the opposition of Penrith, and uh, the way he's injected Reese Walsh into this back line, he's got the he's got Herbie Farnworth playing career best footy, Katoni Staggs playing career best footy, X Factors in Cobo Walsh is this is the best Walsh has ever played. He's managed the way he's managed Reynolds through like he hasn't played him whenever there's been a, even a slight niggle. Mm-hmm. He's gone, we'll win without him. It's fine. Yeah. He's got the boys, you know, the confidence he's got out of this team. For mine, he's the coach of the year at the moment. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. They're my, they're the three I had mm-hmm. in the trifecta, but I am I'm gonna give Ivan Cleary his chocolates this year mm-hmm. because every the last three years we've said they've lost him, they've lost him. This has changed. You're going to do this. Absolutely. And they've had, they've had problems they this year. They are the best coach team mm-hmm. in the comp. They've had, yeah, players in and out and, yeah, yep. suspensions, injuries. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they've had all of that. They they just blew a team off the field, missing their 5-8. Not many teams would do that in the, in a final. But um, the way they play their footy, uh, and, it, and it does take nursing, and it's not a perfect 26. Uh, you can't say it's a perfect 27 rounds from him. But, no, of course not. Uh, he has got them to where they're going to be, and they're going to be very hard not to beat to win the comp. Uh, from Andrew Webster, for all the reasons you've mentioned, and, he, he, and I'd be, sh- I would actually almost be shocked if he doesn't win Coach of the Year at the Daily. I dare the say Daly-ums. he probably will at the Daily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kevy for exactly the reasons you've mentioned as well. But congratulations, at least from me, uh, to Ivan Cleary. I know he's been waiting for that. It's even more respect for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think so. any other coach probably gets Penrith into the position that they're in this year. No. Yeah. So. And you dare That's say, a good call. Um, very good call. And the proofs in the pudding with some of these teams. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. We've got, of course, in a, we're only about a month away from our bold prediction show where we get to tip who's going to be the first one sacked next year. Uh, <laughs> so leave your thoughts and everything we've discussed in the comments below. If you're on YouTube, 
uh, or on social media. I'm sure we'll get some uh, very intelligent feedback about our team of the year from people that didn't even listen. Hopefully we get some intelligent feedback. Yeah, something like that. But we'll uh, take any feedback. Yeah, That's take fine. it all. Uh, of course, uh, subscribe and uh, check us out on all platforms. We'll be back on next we'll be back next Tuesday to do it all again. Do the bottom Review five. Review what happened. Review five, four, and four, four. yes, I know we mm. did advertise that we'll be doing bottom four bottom five, but we've... Yeah. We, Decided to bring the awards forward uh, with a few things going on around the traps and do the bottom five this week. We may even, uh, in all our production meetings. I say bottom here. five because the top the the team that finished bottom four it was, was equal bottom fifth. So yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Um, we get the five, but uh, we might even talk about doing it on a Sunday. Either. We might just get out of the way now. Uh, there's no okay. on. Yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, not, we're not here till some, some homework. Hour. Yeah, good. But anyway, we'll talk about it off air. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Tell us who you, what you thought. And uh, thanks to Chris, who did. We'll read out his feedback uh, and a couple others who sent in uh, their thoughts on their teams. But leave us some thoughts uh, in any of our comment sections on what you made of your team this year uh, and what you might want to see improve, what you might want to see change. And uh, player uh, of the goal, year, coach of the player year. Player of the year. And uh, by player and... Uh, all that stuff for each team. And uh, we're going to try very hard to come up with some positive feedback on all of them somehow. <laughs> we'll find something. Thank you, mate. Let's Thank go you, home. Mate. Let's do that. Thanks, everyone. Listen again soon. Take Bye. care.